Coffee Black, and this is the Fire in the Kitchen Podcast. Um, this should be an introspective series where I come and spit out my thoughts, crazy shit that's going on in my head, funny shit that happened to me during the day, and any and everything that you want to talk about, you want to hear. Um, I'm a sponge for knowledge. I'm an avid reader, I'm an avid smoker, I'm a food enthusiast, and I love feedback, so, that being said, if you hear something here that you enjoy, then uh, let me know, if you hear something you don't like, go fuck yourself, let's start the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. It's Kid Coffee Black, Fire in the Kitchen Podcast. Uh, what's today? It's motherfucking Friday. Um, it's about 6.45 in the morning. I'm out here in the studio. I'm to roll a blunt day after payday shit. Uh, yeah, you know, you know how it is. Got my coffee fully fucking dressed like I ain't gotta work I mean like I gotta work sometime soon but I ain't gotta be there till 11 um I'm chilling man how are y'all everybody good hopefully your mind is right hopefully you, your body will follow hopefully your spirit is up um I hope you've had uh a very stressless week because Mine hasn't been exactly stress-free. Um, been going through some things here lately. A lot of it internal. A lot of it um, caused by me and my ego and a tiny bit of selfishness. Um, but after having to talk with some very important people in my life, talking to some people who um, usually give me a different way and a positive way of thinking about things, I've, I've uh, come to the realization that I need to be more in control of my emotions. For a long time, I have survived off of impulse and anger. Um, if you know anybody in your life that's like that, they seem as if they are upset all of the time. Even even when nothing is happening to them. And for a very, very long time, I used my internal struggle, my internal pain, as a fuel to get work done. And up until this point, it hasn't really taken a toll on me. Until I tried to use that anger and that pain to manipulate the situation. And it backfired for the most part. The ultimate result wasn't what I wanted. So in order to protect my own emotions, I backed away. Um, 
and I'm usually not one to run away from problems, but I didn't see another solution. And in turn, I almost fucked up um, one of the best things in my life at the moment. I feel like uh, a lot of the times when we don't get our way, we go out of our way to sabotage other shit that's actually going our way. Um, it's a vicious, dangerous cycle. And like I've come on here before um, and said, if you keep your wants and your desires low, and so will the suffering, so goes the suffering in your life. Um, I really, I have really high expectations for myself. I have really high expectations for what I want my my relationships to be like, what I want my marriage to be like, how I want to raise my children. But understand that there's still some transition left in me. There's still some places that I need to go. There's still some some rocks and some stones that I need to turn over. In order to see what's behind them. Um, I'm in a. Well I shouldn't say I'm. Most of us are in a transitional period right now. If you listen to this. Nine times out of ten years. Somewhere between the age of. 22 and. Let's say 40. And in. In, in between that space. A lot of growth and pain and misfortune and uh, and and really beautiful things happen in that time period. Um, the problem for me is I've grown impatient. I've I want I want all of my all, all the good shit that's supposed to happen to me to happen right now. And that's because I'm only looking at it from the aspect of the here and now. You know, I'm not comparing my life to what it used to be because I could, I could, I could look back and see that at one point in time, shit, not even, not even five years ago, I was fucked up. And I've told the story before. I ain't got got to rehash it here, but I was homeless. And I was dirt ass poor. And I compare that to now where I have my own house, not my own car. I got a really decent paying job. I see my daughter whenever the fuck I want to. You know. I haven't I haven't paid attention to this transition. I haven't paid attention paid attention to the positive things that have happened to me. I can only focus on the negative and, and focus on the desires and focus on the things that I don't have. And I've come to realize that, like, I'm hurting myself and blocking myself from growing. When I heap all of this unnecessary pressure upon myself, I get weighed down. And. I'm sorry if, if it's some pauses. I'm trying to roll this blunt so I can make my 
recording experience better. I need tools. Um, but I realized that unnecessary the pressure is, is is all coming from it internally and it all boils down to it because like I've said before the race you're running is okay motorcycle the race you're running is singular to you it's you it's your race man nobody's nobody's out here on this track with you everybody else out running their own motherfucking race So when you put all this unnecessary pressure on yourself, like I said, you ain't hurting nobody but you. You're only weighing yourself down. Find one goal that you can achieve right now every day. <coughs> and it'll make shit better, man. Recently, um, been having conversations with my coworkers, some of the servers at the restaurant, and I'm not even sure how we got on the topic, but, and I'm not even sure if I talked about this on the show, but I was referred to as non-threatening, and like, <laughs> I, at first I didn't know what that meant but then like when my brain starts to spin um I don't I don't even know where I went like my, my it just took me to a place that um it made me angry and I, I don't, I'm not even sure why it made me angry because um non-threatening doesn't doesn't mean anything it's not it's not a negative she she wasn't insulting me she was actually giving me a compliment um her interpretation of it was um i'm the type of person who she enjoys my company because at no point in time when i'm around her is she afraid or does she feel as if i could hurt her in any way shape or form but to me, automatically the first thing that came to my brain is, oh, this nigga's soft. He's a pussy. He's a bitch. In my whole life, like, I, <laughs> I don't want to say I've considered myself dangerous or scary, but I, I have a hell of a reputation. Outside of this little community that I live in now, outside of the little community that I have of, father, of servers and, and, and my, my whole little... Uh, work gang um in the streets i'm kind of a beast <laughs> so when uh she referred to me as non-threatening i was taken aback i was i was concerned i wanted to know what she meant by that so i went around and i started asking other people and to, to my surprise um she wasn't the only person who felt that way um Someone actually called me cute. I said, I'm not fucking cute. I'm a grizzly bear. Her comeback was, dude, you're a teddy bear. And and for this, what is it? For forever, I've had this perception of myself. Like, I'm 
just this dangerous, scary motherfucker. But nobody sees me like that. Maybe they did at one point in time. But in some area and in some time, I have transitioned into something else. And I didn't even see it. I went from, in my brain, being the killer to, in their brain, a protector. You know, I mean, ultimately, I facilitate the same role. My my role doesn't change. If someone comes in here and they're going to cause us harm, I'm going to pull his head off. That's natural. That's instinctive for me. But this new, I guess, um, position that I'm in, um, that aggression that I feel, that I possess, people don't see it. And like I said, I've come on here before and I've talked about it. I used to be afraid of myself. Not afraid of myself in a sense of I thought I was crazy because I know I'm crazy. Afraid of myself in a sense of I do not know what I'm capable of when I walk out of that door. I've had episodes where I've I've caused a lot of people bodily harm. I've had episodes recently where I wanted to cause people bodily harm. At my job. And to me in my brain that would deter people from wanting to be around me. That would deter people from interacting with me. So, I tried my best. I try my best to keep my emotions intact. I try to um, keep everything even keel. I had a conversation with someone last night. Um, I shouldn't say someone. With my roommate last night, we were upset about the dog. Our dog ate a newt or he was going to eat a newt or something like that. And... The excitement of that conversation took my mood from a 2 to a 10 immediately. And that, again, just triggered something in my brain to let me know, hey man, that that dude is still in there. You got to keep that motherfucker in check. And that situation made me realize that I am, I have not changed so drastically that people see me as this soft motherfucker who they can push over and they can do whatever they want to. No, they still respect me. They still love me. They still treat me as if I'm a person who has garnered respect. However, they're not afraid of me anymore. They don't Maybe they they don't see me as the maniac that I see myself as. Or maybe I haven't um, displayed the characteristics of someone that they should be fearful of. And that's not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing. I took it as a bad thing because I'm a man and I'm machismo. And, and bitch, you ain't finna call me soft. Who the fuck you think you are? But no, that's not what she meant. If anything, she was giving me a compliment that I didn't know that I deserved. 
my mentality for a long time has to be has been kill them before they kill you or hit them before they hit you I've been on high alert for so fucking long and I'm not living in the jungle no more I'm walking around like a predator just guard up and I'm I'm living amongst a bunch of docile creatures these people don't display the same traits of the cast and crew that I grew up around or maybe I don't have to conduct myself the way I used to anymore because I'm not a part of that environment I don't have to walk around with my chest poked out because I'm safe. Dude, you're safe. These people don't want to hurt you. That's what I have to keep reminding myself. I have to tell myself that. I am no longer in danger. I have transitioned from the warrior in a war to a warrior in the garden. And I've talked about that on here before. I know I will never lose um, the part of myself that makes me want to pull your motherfucking head off if you do harm to the people who are around me. That ain't never going anywhere. But I could tuck it in. I could put it in my pocket. You know what I'm saying? I could walk around with that car ready to pull that bitch out when you get stupid. But I don't have to be that guy all the time. And I've come to find out that I'm not that guy all the time. There's only one constant in life. Everything changes. That's the only thing that's constant. That change is going to happen. So after a while, like, <laughs> after everybody made fun of me at work for being non-threatening, um, it became apparent to me that it's not a big deal. I don't have to have these people be afraid of me because they're not going to cause me any harm anyway. And maybe I can go out in public. Maybe I can go places and enjoy myself without fear. I told my homeboy last night, that um, <clears throat> we're having a conversation about growth and about avoiding pain. Basically the same shit that I come on here and I tell y'all about. Getting uncomfortable in order to go somewhere. And I, I put them on game. I was like, man, listen, man. I mean, you have all these apprehensions about your life. But, like, I took inspiration from you. For a long time, man, from the time we were 21 until very recently, dude used to tell me all the time how he didn't give a fuck if he died or not. He wasn't afraid. And that shit used to baffle me. I used to look at this nigga like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with you? Are you crazy? Why do you want to die? But he didn't want to die. He just wasn't afraid of death. He understood that this life is suffering. And and death is an escape from your pain. However, 
that pain that you're experiencing while you're here, that suffering that you're experiencing while you're here, is good for you. It isn't to be avoided. You can cut back. You ain't got to be in pain all the time. You don't have to be suffering all the time. But it's here. That's a part of this. The sooner you realize that there is an end date, there is an expiration date on your life, you'll live a whole lot better, man. You'll be ready to embrace anything. The moment the 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 flip switched in my brain that I should not be afraid to leave this earth. I should prepare myself for the day. Get my affairs in order. It was so fucking enlightening for me, man. It brought tears to my eyes. It shook me to the core. We all gonna die, yo. We all gonna die. Thing is, what kind of legacy are you leaving behind when you leave this place? And I top this it's one of my themes. It's one of my themes. The legacy. <coughs> that means yo, you gotta <coughs> you gotta fix your behavior, you gotta tailor your behavior to uh towards the person that you 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 would respect. Not other people that you would respect. Make yourself a person that you would respect. That you would hold high up on the pedestal. David Goggins says don't put people on the pedestal. But I'm I'm giving you some counter information. You put yourself on the pedestal. Put yourself up there. When you put yourself up on that pedestal. You walk past it. You look at it every day. And be proud. Be proud of who the fuck you are. <coughs> it don't matter what you have. It don't matter where you're at. It don't matter where you're from. Be proud of who the fuck you are. <coughs> <coughs> if you take pride in yourself. <coughs> my grandma always told me. <coughs> you take care of what you care about. You know, when I was a kid, I was thought she was talking about like some toys, video games. She, you know what I'm saying? She gave me a pair of shoes. You take care of what you care about. So here I am. I'm out here. You know what I'm saying? I got the toothbrush. Make sure the jade is clean and shit. But nah, man. What she really meant was, if you care for yourself, you'll take care of yourself. might be difficult for some of y'all, man. It might be difficult for... <coughs> it might be difficult for, y'all, for you to understand <coughs> right now because all you see is your struggle. All you see is your pain. All you see is <coughs> bullshit in front of you. <coughs> but I'm here to tell you that all that shit is self-inflicted. And it could be gone just like this, man. If you want all that bullshit out of your life, you can cut it out right fucking now. 
Or maybe I'm wild. Maybe I have a weird sense of detachment. Maybe I can take myself out of any situation and, and, and not be fearful that um, my life will change in a drastic way. No, I'm still going to be me. Regardless of what the situation is. But I know now that the person that I used to be is no longer here. Or the, let me correct myself, the man who I thought I was no longer exists. I know that now. The person you think you are, he doesn't exist. You've changed. You've grown. So how, like, these conversations just come full circle for me all the time. Like I said, we were having a conversation last night at the kitchen table. We were talking about growth. We were talking about development. And I told him how, hey, man, you, you outgrow your fucking mentors sometimes. You know, sometimes you, you, you learn all that you can learn from your master because he that's all that he knows in that moment. We're all still growing. A good mentor will teach you everything he needs, he, everything that he knows, he or she knows. They'll teach you it all. What's the point of holding back? And then when they learn some new information, they will come back and they will, if they've told you something wrong in the past, they will come back and correct that. That's what a good mentor would do. Like I told him, man, at some point, um, you stop learning from them. And then you go and you learn from other people. You learned everything that your father knew, your, your mother knew in that moment when she was raising you. So when you're outside of her house, she's she, they're not the main influence anymore. You pick up some new shit. It's continuous growth, continuous transition, continuous, man. It never stops. It never changes. You have to realize that, though. Uh, I speak um, very absolutely. It's one of the things that I've inherited from my mother. Um, some people say it's a character flaw. I say it's one of my greatest traits. I talk like like this is facts, but uh, nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. We winging it. I don't take anything I says as, as law. But if you thought I said some fly shit, man, I mean, and you think you can apply it to your life, you got it. You can have it. I ain't a hater. I come on here because I want to grow and I want to see y'all grow with me. I'm not in competition with nobody. But me. I'm only competing with myself. I may, I may make comparisons and 
line my stats up with the next man, but I don't want to see him fall. I don't wish no harm upon him. I want everybody to eat. Your wins ain't my wins, and your losses ain't never going to be my losses, man. I guess now I don't, um, I don't care so much about the non-threatening comment. It actually makes me feel better. Shit. Nigga might be able to go to PTA meetings one day. <laughs> I might be able to uh, actually be an upstanding citizen. Reality is neutral, man. You, you, you uh, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm. Breaking my own rules. I'm not listening to myself. That's all that is. Well, um, I got to work today. I got a long day ahead of me, actually. Um, I'm going to try to get some coffee in my system and smoke a blunt and a half. <laughs> Um, shout out to Alyssa, man. Um, I doubt you'll hear this episode because you only listen sporadically, but I hope this shit helps you in some way, shape, or form, baby girl. Um, we all lost. I'm just trying to find a compass. Or be someone else's compass. I don't know. Google Play, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, all the mother drums. Anchor. Forget about that. Shout out to you wherever you listen from. Shout out to the niggas working nine to five. Shout out to the niggas who got to work out in the sun. Shout out to the niggas who, um, you know what? Shout out to the fathers, bro. And I ain't talking about niggas that got kids. I'm talking about fathers. I'm talking about the men who are actively involved in their life and not just on Facebook. Shout out to all the niggas with very recent pictures of their children all over their Facebook. Um, seen a meme the other day that got posted by somebody who I know isn't taking care of their kid and it pissed me the fuck off. You don't get that privilege, dog. One of these days, stop biting my tongue about all of this shit. I'm going to just see exactly how I feel from now on. From then on, I should say. I'm too pussy to do it now. <clears throat> well, yeah, man. Fire, dog. If you fuck with us, love, appreciation. And if you don't, hmm, 
Hey man, go fuck yourself. So, I am an R&B, an R&B junkie. Let me say that again. I am an R&B junkie. And BJ, BJ the Chicago Kid has been one of the best R&B artists since he made his debut. Or should, should I say since I first heard about him on the... Uh, <clears throat> On the hook of Studio by Schoolboy Q. So he dropped his new album today. And I am going to put three songs from his new album as my sleepers. Um, if you don't like R&B music, fuck you. Um, this is Feel the Vibe, be the Chicago Kid, featuring Anderson Pack. Sleeper number two, uh, off of the BJ Chicago Kid album. Album is called 1123. If I didn't <coughs> make that clear in the first sleeper, <coughs> um, <coughs> this is Players Ball, BJ the Chicago Kid, featuring Rick Ross. Can't believe I have 20 seconds of coffee. I need to get my life together. This is too good, BJ the Chicago kid. <laughs> <laughs> 